0: Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know, straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today my co-host is Communications Coordinator, Megan Pardue. Good afternoon, Megan Pardue. Good afternoon. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I mean, I didn't have a dream last night about gray hair, so I'd say I'm oh, that doing was pretty me. good.
0: Yeah, that was me. I I think I'm getting old. <laughs> so, it was like a, a dream that I woke up. I have very dark hair and I woke up with silver hair and I was it actually woke me up. So, I was telling her about that earlier. So,
1: <laughs> yep, not worried about gray hair yet.
0: No, you're It's you're,
1: coming for me though. Is it coming? Yes. Are you
0: stressed? Lots yes. Of stress?
1: I could say grad school does that.
0: Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about today, Megan?
1: Uh, Today's guest is our IT director, Brad Stewart, and this is his first time on the podcast. All right. Awesome. So I'll start off with some basic facts about Stillwater's IT department. Um, IT is basically an internal city department. So you may not see much of them, but they provide support for all computer operations and are always seeking ways to apply technology to our processes and our systems in order to improve our performance and cost-effectiveness and other things like that. So they also provide maintenance and support for more than 500 computers and numerous servers, network systems, mobile devices, and lots of other stuff that I can't even pronounce or comprehend.
0: (laughs) I have them on speed dial. And I actually consider one of his staff members like my spirit animal uh, (laughs) because uh, Z is so calming, so that whenever I do have a, a crisis or something, I was like, what would Z do? Calm down. So anyway, so he's my spirit animal. That's good to hear. uh, So welcome, Brad. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Well,
2: thanks for having me.
0: All right. So you know how we're going to start this. No, I don't. But
2: I I will say that I don't dream about gray hair anymore. I just, I dream about having no hair. No That's kind of of my next step (laughs) in life. You've passed the gray. you
0: you would accept gray hair. Yeah, I'll keep the
2: hair as long as I I don't care what color it is.
0: There you go. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, so we always start uh, with a lightning round. And we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Oh boy. Are you ready? I guess so. He sounds ex-
1: enthusiastic. <laughs> yes, I'm honored to be the one to torture him. Yes. Wow. So first question, would you rather live where it only snows or the temperature never falls below 100?
2: Oh, I can answer that one. Uh, if I only had the choice between strictly snow or strictly sun and hot weather, it's, it's no choice. It's got to be the hot weather.
0: Right. Oh, you're Definitely. on our team. Yeah. Good. People Normally, always say this. Yeah, is everybody likes the cold, and I'm like, I don't understand you people at all.
2: No way. No, I, give I, me
0: sun. I got to get out yeah. and
2: enjoy the weather, and, and I don't want it snowing on me, so I'll, oh, I'll yeah. take the sun.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not crazy about snow. It's nice if you don't have to get out in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, but you know, we we have nice snow for like the morning. And then it's just mud. And
2: like no nope. yeah. It's
0: that awful slush. And, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, just give me sunshine. I'm good with that.
1: Okay, so second question. Uh, would you rather give up your smartphone or your computer?
2: That's a very IT guy question. Yes, it is. Uh, picked it just for you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Megan, looking out for me. Definitely. She, has an, she
0: has an IT boyfriend.
2: Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes, I am dating an IT men. guy. Yeah, I like it. I like to hear that. Uh, well, with today's phones, the smartphones we have, it's basically like having a computer in your pocket. So, again, that's an easy choice for me. I'll I'll, I'll take my phone. I can uh, do. I can actually from pull this out of my pocket and remote into my city hall computer securely, of course. But of course, uh, and and do anything that I can do sitting at my desktop. Small screen, but I can get it done. So, yeah, I'll I'll stick with the smartphone.
0: I think I have I'd never take the phone too. tried to try to remote into my desktop from a phone. Is it like a secret skill?
2: Well, I don't recommend it's only unlocked it. I, by I know the IT tools director. that you have, Sherry. Yeah. IT takes care of you and I know the well, tools that's you have. True. So I wouldn't recommend using your iPhone or your your uh-huh. smartphone because it's a, it's a little challenging on that little screen. But right. in a pinch I've done it. You have done I've it. I've done it several times. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the only thing I occasionally need is like a login and password that I know. It's on uh, my desktop somewhere, yeah. And it's like, oh man, why didn't I take a picture, screenshot that, and you know, email it to myself or something? Yeah. That's so. Anyway, so I've been doing that a little bit more, uh, kind of anticipating. Oh, I may need to log into that or or something. Yeah. So I'm uh, trying to be proactive and think. Otherwise, I'd call Brad and have him do it for me. <laughs> No, his team does take care of me. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I'm very appreciative of IT. So uh, do we have another question? Nope, that was it. That was it? Wow, that was All the torture you have to endure today. Yeah, see, that wasn't so bad. Megan
2: did take it easy on
0: me. Yeah, she did. (laughs) Um, So let's jump into our interview. Uh, So to start off with, can you kind of walk me through your career path? How does one become an IT director?
2: Sure. Well, I, I can walk you through my path. Okay, that's so, what we
0: want to know about.
2: Right out of high school, I came to Stillwater to go to school, and um, actually, at that time, I wouldn't say I had a passion for IT or computers or technology. Um, but while I was here uh, in in the College of Business at Oklahoma State. Uh, There came a time where I had to choose a major, and the IT field was hot. There were a lot of jobs, and I started going in that direction uh, again within the College of Business and and ended up with a management information systems degree. Um,
1: What year was that?
2: Graduated in 1998. Oh, yep. so
1: you picked a great time to get yes. into IT.
2: Yes, and And actually, by that time, I was already working part-time for the city of Stillwater and uh, had gotten to the, the, know the guys in the IT department, and they had a job waiting for me. So uh, graduated, joined the IT department. So
0: this is the only job you've ever had?
2: It's the only professional job that I've really ever had, wow. yeah. Um, straight out of college uh, mm-hmm. was in the IT department as a as a computer tech initially and then a systems analyst uh, for several years and then uh, I guess it was in late 2011 early 2012 I became the director right. of, the, of the department.
0: Awesome um, I, I, I envy people who know who who fall into their careers fairly easily and um, yeah, we got Tommy over there saying, me. <laughs> she had a job before she graduated, too. So. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so anyway, so that's really interesting that I didn't know this was the only place you had ever worked yeah, professionally 20- or professionally. Or-
2: yeah. So you're like a true years.
1: pioneer cowboy and public servant.
2: Yes. You're all
1: wrapped into one. Yeah, exactly. Awesome.
2: Not a, I, I. did not. I'm not a Stillwater native, so I'm not technically a pioneer. Oh, okay. I graduated from Collinsville High School just just on the northern side of Tulsa, uh, but I've been here longer than I've been anywhere else at this point.
0: I'd consider you one. I'd all say right. So. Yeah. And and your kids are pioneers. Yep. And you got a lot of them.
2: I got. <laughs> Four of them, yeah. <laughs> Plenty. So that's why the hair's leaving? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: right. uh, so for those who don't know or or think they know but maybe really don't know, what does an IT department do and why, uh, why is it a place to be for your entire career? Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I don't – since I've been – neck deep in it for so many years I I don't really know what the perspective of most people is I see kind of the stereotypical Good IT mm-hmm. IT memes and the IT guys you see uh, well those are way. truths oh, well they're, they're partially <laughs> true I'll give you that um, but for me it's been a it's been a fun career and I'll, I'll kind of get into that but so what the IT department does for the city of Stillwater we and Megan kind of touched on this we've got you know 500 plus uh, computers that we maintain over 100 servers um, most of that is in a virtual environment in our data center so they're not physical servers standing there but a uh, hundred separate servers doing multiple jobs um, lots of remote devices um, over 20 remote locations that are all a part of our network all connected uh, mm-hmm. with fiber optic high speed connectivity which is another thing I'm really proud of for the city that we have and the IT uh, department is in charge of maintaining all of those technologies uh, across all those different departments that that utilize it so it's I tell people all the time um, the IT department within a municipal government and all I've ever known is the city of Stillwater IT department we get our hands on all kinds of technology so it's always interesting. It's always challenging, and it's always varied. We yeah. have a lot of different technologies that we get to to get our and hands on. And you
0: don't on. get to get rid of the old ones so quick, but other ones are coming on, and you have so you got to, you're juggling a lot of technology and people who have different understandings of technology.
2: Sure. So you, you're
0: kind of a teacher as well. Uh,
2: yes, and and so another thing that we have to push is is our customer service skills you mentioned Mm -hmm. z and his calming effect z uh, michael zanfordino he's He's one of our frontline computer technicians and has a phenomenal uh bedside manner for lack of a, a better term he he's great with the customers um and you mentioned the varying levels of expertise that people have he's great at dealing with all of them people that that don't know um, the difference between a keyboard and a mouse, and the people that are are very technologically savvy, he's good at dealing with both of them, and we really push that customer service um, part of our job um, because that's what we're here to do is support um, the city employees so that they can provide the best service for the city still. their citizens.
0: one of the the stereotypes is that you have um, IT people who don't like to talk to people, and they you know they're they're more happy working with the equipment. However, uh, but in reality, you you are a customer service point for the staff, and there is a lot of uh, hand holding and. Uh, problem solving like if we run into a problem broadcasting uh, the council meeting while we are technically you know kind of running the software uh, we don't fix the uh the computers or the fibers or the the connectivity and stuff so we have to call it to come down and take care of things really quickly on the fly <laughs> and take care of things and it's really interesting i never once think there's going to be a failure um, I mean, like, if, if something's not going right, I just, I just know IT is going to take care of it quickly. And people may not see them coming and going and, and doing it, but it, it never once occurs to me that it's just going to be, oh, well, just hang it up. and <laughs> It's just <laughs> yeah. not going to work today. Yeah, it's not going to work today. Because that's really not, uh, failure is really not an option, really, for you guys. It's like people expect their uh, computers or their technology just to work.
2: There's a lot of technology that, that is kind of out there on the on the leading edge. Mm. Um, like you mentioned, the council meetings, it's very visible. And so your team is really the ones running it. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of IT aspects. And so Aaron Kelly is a guy that's been working with you.
0: And he is awesome. Every
2: week,
1: Aaron, yeah. can you come help <laughs> us with this?
2: <laughs> he he uh, was instrumental in upgrading some of that equipment, both in the council room and then in, in the back end in the broadcast room. And he's knowledgeable about all of that and I think has worked many hours with your staff. And so, yeah, I've got a great team in the IT department. Again, that's another an, another uh, proof that we're working in all kinds of different technologies. So you don't think of the broadcast equipment and, and the back end. I'm sitting here looking at this um, stuff that looks like a spaceship in your it broadcast does. room. Y- we should post a picture of that. <laughs> you don't think of that being... Um, you know, something that the IT staff is is necessarily supporting but, but it is, and all the way from that to uh, the fiber optic network that's strung around city, uh, the, the actual city proper, connecting our buildings and and all the other vast technologies that we that we have to deal with and maintain.
0: So you're also playing a role in the uh, new AMI uh, equipment that's coming through. Can you tell us a little bit of what that project is and how you're involved in it?
2: sure um that's that's a big project and and I'm by no means the 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 expert on all aspects of it but a m i is automated metering infrastructure. It's basically a way that we can get meter readings remotely, both water and electric. Uh, so that we don't have to send people out in a truck and on foot to read those meters and, right. and then send out bills. Uh, the meters can remotely talk back to our, our data center here at city hall via a wireless network. So, um, we will be replacing all the electric meters throughout the city, which a big is, big project. yeah, it's roughly 20,000 meters that, that will be sw- swapped out on the electric end. Um, Water meters actually won't need to be replaced, but the radios connected to the water meters will be. Um, and
0: for the public, it's going to be pretty much seamless. They're not going to know anything has happened. You don't see but, all this behind the work. Right. Um, or be- behind the scenes work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because a lot of staff were involved. It's been a long time coming. It's a big project. Yep. Lots of IT considerations.
2: Yeah, there's you know, there's uh, back end networking configuration that has to be done in order to make that happen. There is equipment that's going in our data center um, and then there's the wireless network that technically is is not owned by the city. Uh, It's not run by the city IT department. It's it's a part of the AMI infrastructure, um, but it's then it's then interconnected with our city network. but yeah, it should be pretty seamless to the citizens they, every citizen will get a notification that, hey, this is happening mm-hmm. and we're going to be coming to your, uh, the electric utility or the water utility is going to be coming to your property to swap out the meter or the radio, um, but it shouldn't interrupt service uh, much and it should just be pretty seamless.
0: Awesome. You know, uh, one thing that I kind of wanted to talk to you while you were down here is about when we went into kind of our shutdown mode with COVID. And you guys did what I consider uh, kind of unbelievable work in an unbelievable amount of time is that you kind of reconfigured a bunch of computers and sent them home with the staff. And can you tell me what that was like and what your thoughts were during that process? Because it was a really quick turnaround.
2: Yeah, that was as as you guys are all well aware, it was all unprecedented, yeah. and it was it was something that we weren't necessarily prepared for. But right. uh, you know, our staff got notice, and I think within about 72 hours, we had uh, pulled approximately 60 laptops. Um, some were old laptops, some were laptops that we had for check-in, check-out and use, and, and then just other devices that we had, uh, but approximately 60 laptops, configured them for remote work from home, um, configured the network settings for those 60 employees so that they could access the network remotely um, and securely, and then did brief trainings for all of those employees as they were picking up these devices this is a very stressful
0: situation in a a,
2: what was uh, yeah an unusual and stressful situation and my staff um, just really pulled together and got this done working some long hours over those 48 72 hours Um, and I couldn't be more proud of how they responded and what they were able to accomplish I
0: I really thought it was amazing uh, that and people did take their computers home, and they did work from home. And if you guys had not done that, I think uh, service would have been interrupted. Things would have slowed down. But you know, honestly, for the public, I don't think they realize how how much IT actually uh, made everything run smoothly. It was it was really amazing. Like in my department, everyone went home, but but me, I, I continued to work out of the office. But if you start looking around, it was just like one person in. Every department was about it. Everybody else went home.
2: Yeah, and
0: yep. and continued doing their work.
2: For the most part, we were able to keep all departments working. Um, and like you said, there was a skeleton crew that that may have remained at City Hall, but many employees were working. Uh, at home as if they were sitting at their desktop.
0: So Brad, what other projects and stuff would you like to talk about? You guys are always busy, always looking for something new. What's What else is going on?
2: Oh boy, let's see. Well, we've just uh, last year completed a pretty major overhaul of our data center infrastructure. So um, I think I mentioned earlier, we run mostly a virtual shop. Most of our servers are running in a virtual environment. Um, those Those virtual servers run on three physical machines um, that were getting pretty old and ready to be replaced. So we replaced those three physical servers, um, uh, new, all new data storage. Um, and so those components both at our data center here at City Hall and our disaster recovery location at the, at the power plant um, were replaced last year. That was a, a pretty major undertaking. Um, and we've got another infrastructure project that is, is currently going on. We actually haven't started yet, but it was approved for this fiscal year, and we're getting bids and, and working towards that, and that's uh, our core networking switches, again, both at the City Hall Data what do Center. They do? So the, those are just the, the switches that plug in uh, or th- that accept the plug-ins of all the networking cords and, and route all the data from, uh, okay. uh, from your machine back to the data center. and. Uh, in the intermediate closets networking closets around the building um so we've got roughly 20 networking closets um that will have switches in them and that I hear all them.
1: about switches yeah yeah but my I bet boyfriend you do. Troy who <laughs> is an IT guy like I mentioned earlier he comes home every evening griping about switches <laughs> is that right <laughs> so, so yeah. that's the dinner table topic that is our dinner table topic <laughs> that meme. so Brad just triggered me when yeah. he started talking about that <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the hair went up on the back of her head.
2: Oh neck. <laughs> boy, I'm sorry, Megan. <laughs> um, but that's a that's another big project that actually is a, is about a three hundred thousand dollar project wow. um, to get all those switches upgraded. Um, some it also includes some uh, fiber cabling between the, the network closets and our and our data center, um, which is currently not fiber optic, and it, so that limits us in the speeds that we can achieve mm-hmm. and uh, with our data transfer. Um, we're going to also upgrade some firewall devices, um, both for network reasons and for security reasons. So it's, it's another big sort of core infrastructure project that's happening this year.
0: So you guys spend a lot of time kind of anticipating uh, when things need to be upgraded, what technologies affect other technologies, and just trying to make sure that the city's up and running all the time.
2: Yeah, as you're probably aware, it doesn't take long for technology to age.
0: Well, that is the truth. And
2: so, you know, we're on a, about a four year cycle for replacing desktop computers. Um, some of our data center equipment actually can can go a little longer. It's a five or six year replacement schedule. But yes, those are things that are always sort of uh, on the, the horizon and things that we have to be scheduling and, and thinking about.
0: So th- so you guys are really busy and you have a lot going on. And uh, we really can't run without you. At least that's the way I see it.
2: Well, that's the way I see it, too, Sherry, so, I, you know, I'll, <laughs> so I'll take it. He's like, I'm so important. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um,
0: th- yeah, that's why they get, like, the big area up on the second floor, and, and we're stuck in little bitty cubicles. Um, <laughs> you, you, know, probably, you don't
2: remember the old IT location, so we, no, were, I don't. we were tucked away in, in what was essentially a...
0: A closet. <laughs> A closet,
2: yeah. yeah. And no windows and, yeah. and no elevator, so we had to carry oh, all of our equipment up no and down way. stairs. Oh, wow. And so this, this we, f- we do feel like we're in heaven now. Yeah, wow. well-deserved, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, so can we invite you back to continue talking about switches and, uh, <laughs> you know, the important things? Sure, uh, Maybe anytime. when we uh, redo the computer fleet, I think that is really interesting to t- walk people through on. All the steps for those really big uh, uh, replacements. Yeah,
2: that's a big that's a big project for sure. All
0: right. Well, thanks again, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. to the mailbox, Megan. The City of Stillwater receives uh, questions in a variety of formats, including email, uh, social media, and even phone calls. So our first question today is uh, from Facebook. I have been seeing orange and white barriers on the sidewalks and parking lots around town. What are these? Streeteries. You know? These streeteries. are a new
1: thing in Stillwater. So say so it again. Streeteries. It's kind of like a mashup of words. It's like streets like and eating, I guess. Streets. They're and also called parklets in other parklets? cities. Parklets. Yeah. Yes. So this is a new thing in Stillwater. You might have seen some orange and white barriers around town, uh, maybe on sidewalks or in parking spaces in front of businesses. Basically, this is a new way for businesses to practice COVID-19 precautions and adhere to those guidelines while making their services and products available to you. So uh, the ones you see now are actually operating under a temporary permit granted by the City of Stillwater, but we're working with the community to make this law for long term, and we actually want your input. So if you have any thoughts on this or even just new ideas on how to implement this, you can tell us what you think. Go to speakup.stillwater.org.
0: And they would be able, like, if you are in another city and you see a, a really great way that people have been using the public areas for uh, additional uh, seating areas, take a picture of it and upload it. It would be really helpful, and uh, it could help a, you know, a business uh,
1: expand their seating area. Absolutely. Stillwater's kind of bandwagoning onto this, so All we're right.
0: excited to see where this goes long-term. Awesome. Let's go to question number two. I think this one's from Twitter. I heard that flights will continue without interruption in October for the airport. Yay! Uh, but what does this mean for the schedule? Are there still two flights or what? A lot of uh, questions and a little bit of uncertainty. What can we do to uh, assure this person?
1: Okay, so for those of you who may not um, be following, uh, the Stillwater Regional Airport was looking at a suspension for October flights through American Airlines, uh, but that's no longer true. So you're going to have a, a no interruption in your service for October. Um, The November schedule has not yet been announced. So right now we are looking at two flights per day. And we actually encourage you to book now if you're considering any travel this holiday to show your support for the continuation of our service. So uh, American Airlines offers a lot of flexibility right now and you can go online to aa.com and you can search our flights and book.
0: Awesome. Uh, We've done a lot to promote the uh, commercial airline services uh, out of Stillwater. So like Megan said, uh, flights are continuing. uh, So please book and uh, let's keep our service. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being my co-host today, Megan, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you like this episode, help us out and give us a like or share us with your friends. Stay tuned for our next podcast. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI, Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.